This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi. Rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN on a beautiful hump day. Certainly beautiful to me, maybe a little chilly to some. This is my kind of weather. It's football weather. It's also basketball season starting weather. It's all happening. Grizzlies not in action, but there was plenty to see last night in the NBA, including Clay Thompson get a little overheated. Did you see what he told Devin Booker? Did you see it, John? He told Devin Booker, you're invited to the barbecue that starts at four. I've got four championships. You see when he made the little, the four? On a night where he was broken, where Phoenix was running them off the floor. That's what percent he's shooting for the season. Clay ejected. Oh, (laughs) that's very clever. Clay ejected for the first time in the regular season for his career. Hey, I know this excited, John. Here's one, too, uh, because we're not going to talk about my Clippers losing. The Rock's daughter made her WWE debut yesterday. Did you see this, Brad? This is big news. It's all over, Tim. She, 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 She took the mask off. She'd, she'd been wearing a mask, and now, and she unveiled herself, basically. Her, her John, her wrestling name, Ava Rain. Ava Rain. Do you like that? It sounds, it's, uh, uh, no. This is The Rock's daughter. What do you mean? I thought you'd like everything about Ava Rain. I mean, that's a, that's a silly name. Some folks have criticized that it needs to be something connected to The Rock. Well, I don't know how no, you like would have connected it to The Rock. I the mean, Pebble, The Boulder. Right. You could have just you could have just given her uh, one, you know, Rock her Cena. name, Simone. You could have just done Simone. That would have been fine. Right? Oh, really? I think that would have been better. But it's not my call. I mean, they can change her gimmick at any time. But I, I did not see the promo. I did not see the... Uh, she killed it. She did a good job. Maybe we do, maybe we do an audio clip a little later on. She absolutely killed the promo. She was a Which natural. you would figure. She's the, she, she is the daughter we, of the greatest promo cutter in the history of time. We haven't seen her in action yet. That's fine. But promo cutter, she's great. You can't be a descendant of the great one and not be an amazing right, promo sure, cutter. Sure. Like, there's just no... That's probably true. There's no way. Genetically, you are wired to be an amazing... You know, microphone performer. It's just she looks just like her daddy. Yeah, she looks like her dad, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, we'll get into all that here on the show today. Uh, Mark Gennaro is going to join us at one twenty-five. Moving things around. Um, Ryan Silverfield's news conference was moved from Monday to today, off week. So there, it's, it's a routine news conference, but it is at the time did move, the day did move. So uh, we will uh, do Mark Gennaro. I don't have him on. At uh, 125, talk to him about the Grizzlies, talk to him about Memphis basketball, about Memphis football, all that uh, and more at 125. So Derrick Rose speaks. D. Rose did speak. and he spoke. That's news around here. It is. It is because of the subject matter. Exactly. You know, I mean, D. Rose talks, uh, although maybe not that much. I don't know. It's what he spoke <laughs> of, John. You're right. And he did talk about the University of Memphis, which he does not often do. He does not often. When does he ever do it? Discuss Memphis. Um I can't really think of many times. I can't think of many instances. Yeah, what's the sit down we look back to? Okay, well here's the one. That he, has yeah. he ever? This feels like no. I don't if think not so. The first time, one of the first. And it and it was and it was brief, right? It wasn't like a whole thing dedicated. Not not that Derrick Rose. It was a year. It was a year of his life. 
You know, it wasn't like, um, a, a, you know, it doesn't define him. You know, he moved on, and, and uh, there's, you know, a lot of other things that have happened in his life since then. But A lot about that year defines us. That is definitely true. That is exactly That's why we hold on so well tight. Well put. Well put. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, anyway, uh, yes, Derrick Rose did talk about Memphis. He was spoke on Memphis, and uh, it, it, it always is interesting. So we'll get into that a little bit later on in the show as well. So that is the, that's what we got going on today. But I wanted to begin with, um, you know, occasionally I will roll over and I will do a little research um, because – Memphis basketball has been a little busy uh, in the in, on the recruiting trail uh, the last couple of weeks. They mm-hmm. got a commitment from Ryan Forrest, who is uh, related to Sean Forrest. He's a three-star, um, you know, guard related to one of the assistants on the staff, one of the uh, you know staff members, special I guess. special assistants. Yeah. Uh, so they 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 grab Ryan Forrest, and then earlier this week they got a commitment from Carl Sharonfant from uh, Fort Lauderdale. Florida. He's a three slash four, depending on six three six four. Where you look, yeah, they list him at six five. I mean, I don't know if he is, but that's what they list him at. And you know, look, he's ranked uh, outside the top one hundred over at two four seven, and that's kind of like the Bible now of 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 recruiting rankings, right? You used to be rivals. Um, oh yeah, but, yeah, and has been for for a while but now. Two four seven, but two four seven is definitely the the bar. Um, and over at two four seven, he is a three star, and he is. Number one hundred and twenty-five in the country. Is that the composite or their ranking? Yeah, that's, three. That's a good question. Um, I gotta look. I gotta look up the difference here. You're putting me on the spot on the composite. All right, man. you got fast fingers, bro. Uh, but uh, the composite it is it's basically the same. Okay. Uh, one twenty-five is the composite. Two four seven is one twenty-six. My gosh. Yeah. Okay. So a spot so difference. In line there. Now the composite has him as a four star, and the two four seven has him as a three. So. You know, again, we're splitting hairs here. But, but the overall rank is essentially the same, 125, 126. Did I hear that correctly? Correct, yes, correct. And he's actually ranked higher in the 247 uh, as, a, as a small forward and in the state of Florida, yet his, he's a four-star in the composite, which, again, does not uh, make sense to me. Okay. But that's not really the point here. That's not the point no, that we're trying off. to make Let's here. Let's make the point. Uh, the point is that Memphis added two players that, uh, you know, are not highly ranked, that are not – Jalen Duran or DJ Jeffries even, right, in terms of where they're coming in on the evaluations. Um, and this is a little bit of a removal from what Memphis fans have been used to uh, under Penny Hardaway. Um, typically, you know, he's getting Jalen Duran, he's getting Imani Bates, he's getting Fresh Sachua, he's getting, you know, Les Quinones was basically a top 50 kid, um, so on and so forth. So, look, I, Carl Sheriffant, may be a great player. He he may turn out to be a, a, a really good one. But I it, it made me sort of go back and look and say, okay, um, what what does history – if we use history as our guide, mm. right, what what is Carl Sharonfant going to do for the University of Memphis? What is he going to achieve for the University of Memphis? Using history as a guide, not, as, not intending this as a criticism, not intending this as anything other than, okay, what have players of his ilk – who have come to Memphis, mm-hmm. who have not been related to Penny Hardaway, who have not been from the city of Memphis, what have they done? Who, who, who even is that? How many of those guys are there? There are only a few. There are only a handful of guys who this applies to. But I think the list is pretty telling in terms okay, of— I'm interested. In terms of— I didn't get a chance to read your piece, so I'm interested in these names. And I would even go as far to say that this is exacerbated in the year of the transfer portal, in the era of the transfer portal. You know, most of these guys came through, all of these guys came through before you had to sit out. Or, excuse me, before you didn't have to sit out. Mm -hmm. You you still had to, you know, get a waiver and all that stuff. Okay. You know, now you just transfer once, you're automatically eligible. These are going to be early names uh, of the penny here. Correct. Throw at me. I'm ready. So, again, if I qualify this and I say, um, not related to Penny Hardaway, not from Memphis, don't have prior connections, this leaves us with one, two, three, four, six guys. Okay. Six guys who have. Uh, committed or attended the University of Memphis outside, outside of the top, top 100. 100. Yes. Okay. What right. did they do? Got, got our parameters. Do we have a success story? You tell me. We'll go back to Penny's first year. Antoine Jones. Antoine Jones 
was ranked just outside the top 100 at 247 Sports. Now, he started. He's interesting because he started up. He He's did. a top five rated shooting guard. Was exactly. He, he was. He was very highly crash, rated. Crash, crash, crash. And he fell Be- down. Before Memphis. Before Memphis, yes. he ends up here. Yeah. Uh, he fell down, though, and, and settled in at number 106 over at 247. It's because he kept changing. Co- what was Remember that? What, it was because he kept changing coaches. Was There What was the issue there? There was something, yeah. yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he did not have a good We rap. talked about that before he got here. Yeah. Why he had dropped. Uh, I, I, I mean, this is sort of like going to spoil it. Antoine Jones is the only one. Antoine Jones is the only sub-top 100 player who is not related to Penny Hardaway who has not been coached by Penny Hardaway or from Memphis that has actually played meaningful minutes at the University of Memphis under Penny Hardaway. He averaged 4.7 points and three rebounds a game, played 16.7 minutes as a freshman, and uh, immediately was run off after the 2018-19 season. Ended up at Creighton where he uh, played 10.9 minutes, and they transferred again. Last season, to this is part of the story I don't know. Where Louisiana Lafayette. Okay. Yeah, and so his career I think is now over. Antoine with two ends. Yeah, with two ends. That's exactly right. Uh, so he actually did have a role in that team. It wasn't a big one. I think it kind of diminished as the season went on. But he did. Play. I remember Penny giving him a shot. Yes, he had chances for sure. But, but he was hard to coach too. Remember that? Yes, he was. Uh, same year, David Winget. David Winget in 2018. Uh, he was in the 300s, right? You remember Penny adding him? Uh, he didn't do anything. He didn't show up, basically. He played in four games as a freshman, scored two points total for the year. I thought somebody told Mike I got a shooter. I don't know what what happened there. You know, a lot of times when you have kids like this that come through, nobody wants to take the blame. You know, nobody wants to own up to that one. Mm. So I don't know who got who in that one. Uh, but uh, David Winget did not ever crack the rotation, played in just uh, four games, like I said, scored two points, transferred to South, South Dakota, Dakota State. State, and then this offseason, no. he transferred again. No! Yeah, you know where he is in? You know where he's at now? Peru State. I'm sorry? Peru State. What is that? It's an NAIA school. Peru State. Peru State in Nebraska. That's where he's spending his final year of eligibility. I hope he's starting. I hope so, bro. You better be in NIA. Uh, so, yes, that's David Winget. So, then you skip. 2019, number one recruiting class. 2020, uh, they had Musa Cisse, mm-hmm. Ahmad Rand, um, and Landers Nolly. Got about Ahmad. That was the 2020 class. So there was no high school senior to apply that to. Yep. Everybody in 2019 was awesome. Okay. Right? Yep. Uh, so, then we're going to skip to 2021. Two, two candidates here. Sam Anu who was uh, ranked around where Carl Sharon fan is ranked, 125 over 247. He never saw the floor. I don't think he played a minute. He redshirted, and he transferred to Florida Gulf Coast after this past season. So that's one. And then his roommate, Camden. John Camden, yeah, I knew, yeah, I remembered him on the played in one game, right. and uh, uh, I don't know if he redshirted or whatever, uh, but, but he did not play. He transferred to Virginia Tech in April. So that was last year, two high school freshmen. Now look, and I think this is is part of it. This is illustrative of the, it's not an issue, it's just the reality. These guys get recruited over. They, they, they come in, you know, Penny gets a look. This is not good enough for me. I need something else. I need a Jalen Duran. I need an Imani Bates. I... I just I don't think Penny is ever going to allow himself to lean on sub 100 players as freshmen. He's just not going to do it, which makes it difficult for guys like Sharon Fant, for guys like Forrest. Now Forrest has a family member on the staff, so you know maybe his path is a little clearer. But I just think for Sharon Fant, like, and we made this point earlier in the week, like you got to be prepared. You know, and I know there's gonna be they're gonna be replacing a lot of guys, but Penny's gonna replace those guys with experience too now. Like, don't don't be fooled. He ain't about to lean on a sub one. I mean, n- nothing in his history Correct. or his past suggests right. Right. that he is gonna lean on a guy like like Sharon Fan, who's outside. He may like him a lot, right? But Penny's gonna like you on his terms and on his timeline. So unless you're like way better than your ranking. Josh Minot was a top 40 kid, right? I know at one time he was in the 
but but he exploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and his well, talent and tools by where he was drafted and the money he's he's yes. earned now. Yes, um, there are a couple other guys that I want to mention here too, Jason, who committed didn't make it, and I think again that's part of the story. Zacho Littleton. Oh yeah, was the guard. I I don't remember where he's from. Georgia, maybe. Yeah, I think it was Georgia. Uh, he committed to Memphis in April of 2021. Georgia, Alabama. We both said at the time. We both said at the time. You know, this ain't gonna happen. He's just, he, it ain't gonna work out for Zacho Littleton at Memphis. And guess what happened? He decommitted in September, and now he's playing as a freshman at Appalachian State. Big gap there in terms of uh, program. And then finally, Noah Bachelor who committed to Memphis in July of 2021. I got good reviews on. I heard good things about him, but, again, decommitted last February, and now he's at Maryland. So, you know, the the picture that this paints is that – and, again, this is, not a, this is not intended to be a criticism at all. It's just the natural order of college basketball in 2022. I think there was a time not long ago – like, I just think going back to, like, Josh Pastner or Tubby, if Tubby got a kid – that was number 125 in the country, people would be doing cartwheels, somersaults on Poplar. Like, that would have been a real win for, for, for Tubby Smith. But in this age, what, what happens inevitably, and you know this, I'm not, like, trying to lecture you, it's just the way it goes, is that if a young kid comes in and he's not quite ready, you know, to play 15, 20 minutes a game, well, what's that coach going to do? He's got a need, he's going to go to the transfer portal where there are 1,500 other kids who are more experienced, who know, who've already been coached at this level, that know what it takes, that that they're going to grab. And then on the other side of that coin, you have the player who may not be happy with his role, may not want a red shirt, has no guarantees as a sophomore, even if he does red shirt, and is going to go somewhere where he does get those guarantees. Right? That's just that's the way it's going to go. So uh, it, it's 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 neither party has the patience. Because they don't have to anymore. Previously, there was a real penalty if you're the player. Right. You you had to sit out a year. So what was worth it? Was it worth it to come back to, to to school as a sophomore and battle for your playing time, or was it worth it to to just basically lose two years off the rip? Whether because you redshirted and now you're you're you know or or you played sparingly as a freshman and now you have to sit out a year. So it just it just the road to finding those Antonio Andersons, those CDRs, you know, those guys, uh, you know, Rob Dozier's, those type of guys who, you know, made that 0708 team, just as an example, so good, mm-hmm. Joey Dorsey, they're harder to find at their original school, right? The, the original school very rarely gets that kid now in 2022 because he'll just leave. There's no incentive for him to stay behind if his role is not – as big as he would like. So I just think it, the road is harder for guys like Carl Sharon fan. And so history tells us this guy is probably never going to play meaningful minutes for the University of Memphis. And it's just like – and that's not just a Memphis thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a recruiting thing in 2022. So we almost have to reprogram – I hope I'm wrong. I hope he plays. I hope he's amazing. I hope he turns into an NBA player here, you know, I, obviously. But it, it's just you almost have to reprogram, okay, a kid commits. What's it really mean? Yeah, I mean, you've done done a good job of breaking down the reality. You know, the, the things I would offer here are what's obvious in the sense of, look, Penny knows this isn't a top 100 guy. Of course, he's not going to rely on him to start his first year. But keep in mind, too, and you hit on this, you're losing a ton. And more importantly, some of these East guys, right, the ALOs and those, those guys that have sort of, in terms of establishing the culture, right, yep. and then teaching it to the new guys, you've had those, you know, those ALOs, those Malcolms, those guys are about to be gone, too. That, that, that's true. DeAndre out of here, he's been one of those foundational pieces as well for as long as he's been here now. But that's the point. You're about to lose all of that. Yep. And so, uh, you know, the next couple of years, so you've got to have a new foundation. And, 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 and from everything you lay out right there, just from, from where he's ranked right now to what's happened to guys – at this program, ranked where he is, you got to figure you're not making that pitch unless you're you're telling him, right. look, you can come be a part of that. Right, your guy who's probably not, you know, you got to be honest here for why, sure. Why, how, how can you tell a sub 100 guy you can come in here and start? You're not doing that if you're Penny Hardaway. Yep. he sees what you just did in the transfer portal with Kendrick Davis. Yep. So the pitch has got to be here. Come be a part of that foundation, and maybe it pays off in year two, year three, whatever it is. Now, what ends up happening is going back to John's reality. Guys sit. Guys want to play. 
you know, a lot of times you're not willing to be part of that long-term plan, especially in this day and age of college basketball, where somebody's got a spot for you right away in college and you can come right away and yep. play. Yep. And so what ends up happening is reality usually smacks plan in the face with a lot of these cases. And yep. A lot of these guys after year redshirt and whatever, you yep. know what, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go somewhere else where I know I can play right away as opposed to now, okay, I've redshirted, we'll see if I can get in the rotation. But back to the point, he's got to now reestablish a foundation of he guys. He does, he does, he's got to find it. And if Sharon Fett understands that, that, right and is willing to, to to understand your time might not come till year two or year three. Right, then I th- then this makes sense to me. Sure, but the reality is these guys don't typically end up playing because Penny is going to get guys that are better. Whether it's through the transfer portal, a five star that pops out, reclassifies. Oh, I'm on. Like we've seen it, and 100%. so so you're and right. And that there's it, nothing wrong with that either, right? There's nothing wrong with I, I don't think there's anything wrong with either strategy. I mean, I the, I, the I do think is, you have to have that. Okay, I need four guys, right? But that might be Jonathan Lawson, right? That might be Chandler There's Lawson. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now you're you're, you're running out. Well, you got to reestablish. Yeah, you, you got to so find. You're gonna need some guys that are in there because I, you can't be, flip Ryan everybody Forrest all year. Will be one of them, right? I mean, he's a, he's related to somebody to the on coach. the staff, yeah. you know. But I do think like it it becomes a harder proposition for a kid who's not from here, right? Like, it's easy for Jonathan Lawson because his brother's on the team. He was coached by Penny Hardaway. He's in Memphis. He can redshirt. It'll be easier for Forrest. You're, you're, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're connected to a guy. You got a level well. of comfort. When you're from out of town. And trust. Right. And, yeah. And you're Whereas, watching everybody else. That's right. the reality. But again, yes. it, it's different in the sense that, a little bit different in the sense, John, from the past, that in this case, what's in front of you, it's not established yet. And so you can be a part foundationally of. It's going to have to be a new crop. Otherwise, you're literally pretty soon here. You're going to be flipping every year. And 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 Pity Hardaway's not interested in that. And it's not the way to build a roster. You've got to have those guys in the middle that have been a part of your program and can be a part of handing it over to the new guys. This is what we do here. This is the way Penny likes things done defensively. And 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 again, in this new day and age, hopefully Sharon Fan understands that and is and, and that's why he was so willing to sign up. Yeah, I want to be. It's right. it's, it's a long term plan. Yeah, he he absolutely could be comfortable I, I, with that. I, I don't see a world. <laughs> Right. Where all of a sudden Penny is playing sub one hundred ranked freshman right. year one, what you're not there. Well, the, it, the program's in a different place. You don't have to do that. So this has got to be hopefully a long term plan. And hopefully, again, Sharon Fan understands that. We'll see when you get hit with reality. You know, you're sitting there watching. And, for I, a while. and I didn't, for the purposes of this exercise, include Ian Granha, who was an international. I don't. You know, it's it's, it's a that's just sort of its own. Mm-hmm. But he ain't gonna play either. I mean. He, you know, he could, he could, could he be part of the, uh, you know, the foundation? I doubt it. I mean, I, I guess anything can happen, but odds are against that. I'm, 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 just, I'm fascinated to see what the new foundation is going to look like right. because, like you just said, he, he, he's not tied to those. You don't have those East guys anymore. You know what I'm saying? There's yep. so many ties here originally no, we're, early we're, on. After this season, we will be entering a new chapter exactly. of Penny Hardaway's coaching tenure at Memphis. Um, and, and, and this is one that is really going to test him in a way that he has not been tested before because he can't lean on what he knew. He can't lean on what, what has been there with him the whole time, which is going to be a challenge. It is going to be a challenge. I, I have no doubt in his ability to get players, and I think ultimately that's where this ends up. Uh, you know, I, I don't see a, a path to playing time as a freshman for Sharon Fan, and I think what Again, the probabilities under Penny Hardaway as laid out is if he's not comfortable with the roster, he doesn't think it's got the upside that he you know likes, he's going to go out and he's going to add four transfers. That's what he's going to do. And, and that's, again, that's a formula that works for Penny Hardaway. Um, it's, it's, and I think it's a formula that I was, I was, I was listening to, uh, to Gary yesterday with Jeff. He was talking to some coach. I can't remember who it was. But the guy was like, I don't even recruit kids under, who, who aren't in the top 75 anymore. Because it's just not worth it. It's not worth it for me because they're gonna get get here, and you know I'm gonna try to develop them, and we're gonna spend money on them, and this, that, and the other. And they're gonna leave because they don't get the role that they want. Yeah, I understand that, yeah. but it, I would say it's a, it's a lot of work too, flipping every year. You know, it is flipping a roster every year, which is what it feels like. Because work. you also want to have that culture, right? It's a lot more work, right? It's harder to establish and keep that culture when you're working in new guys every year. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, it, a, a team full of new guys. Don't, don't underestimate too. I mean, DeAndre Williams is part of that. You know, DeAndre he's, Williams has been here him, for, for, for three years, even though he, as old as he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been here for three seasons, and he's been part of this. He's core. been foundational to me. I mean, again, part of the tournament run, the NIT, all of it. He's been key to it. He's one of those foundational. But you know, you could also you could also go to the transfer portal though and find sophomores who become part of that as well, who are. You know who you probably may think higher of. I'm gonna be honest with you. What's amazed me and what I'm is what it has amazed me that Penny hasn't necessarily needed the NBA level prospect from Memphis to be successful. He made a tournament without Kennedy Channel last year. Matthew Morell's on draft boards. He decided to go a different route. I, John, I think you and I had always sort of worked on the the theory that if you're the Memphis coach, you want those guys. You need those, not just want. You need those guys, those NBA level guys that come out of Memphis. You want them in your pro. He's he he's chosen to go a completely different direction. Yep. And as we get now, John, to whatever this new foundation looks like, what I'm curious to see is how much going to be how much of it's going to be Memphis, like it's been a ton in the past, obviously with the East kids and all that, and how much of it's going to be guys from outside of town because there's only one really that's that's done it where it was mostly out-of-town guys successfully, right, at the, at the level we all – and that's Cal. Um, Penny's certainly capable, you've seen. I mean, j- just look at – you reach out, get Jalen Duran and Monty Bates. But maybe we're, we're, we're looking at, too, John, where that foundation doesn't look as Memphis in the future. And a lot of that's going to – what's coming out of Memphis and everything else. But, hell, Kenny Chandler, yep. Matthew Murrell, both of those guys highly ranked. Now, you know, Kennedy gets drafted. Matthew Morell on draft boards this year. He went in different directions. I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, which ones are must-gets, which one aren't, how much of the future is Memphis, and how much of it is reaching out and getting guys from out of town. Yeah, no, it's uh, – Because he can do both. The, the 2023 class is going to be very fascinating um, because it's not going to more than likely include, you know, these precious Achuas, Jalen Durans, Imani Bates, right? Um and how, many, how much of that is local, if any of it is local. I was going to say, how much of 2023 is local at all? We, you know, it, it is kind of funny. When, when Penny got the job, and again, none of this is intended to be uh, criticism. I hope that that comes through. It's more it's of just, an observation. Here. Right, it's just like are we these, are, these, are, these were just laying out the facts. Like, we thought it was going to be this sort of Memphis thing every year. We thought it would be this homecoming for Memphis. Like, what a ceremony every single year. It's got to be Memphis, 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 Memphis. But it's really not. It's really not been that much Memphis. It's been that East High School class that he, you know, coached. Outside of that, I mean, I mean Musa. Yeah, you. I can't. You, I mean, he I mean, moved here. Yeah, I, I guess you can count. But him. he ain't not, Memphis. But not really. He's not he ain't Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. So it really there hasn't been that. Now I don't know how many. I mean, Curtis Gibbons. We'll see on his decision. He's a top sixty. Yeah, we'll see on his decision. 2024, um, right now. I'm not sure how many Memphis uh, – Kennedy Chandler was one, Morrell was one. I don't know if there was another one that they – you know, Amar Knox they did have committed, but he ended up at Alabama State. Yeah, I ain't talking about Amar. I'm talking about yeah. two guys got NBA. One right. of them's there and the other right. one's looking pretty good in terms of being headed there. I, gu- I guess that's less of a less of a sort of observation about Penny Hardaway's recruiting decisions as it is like the talent in Memphis hasn't been – you know, outside of those, well, that's two. part of it too. That's yeah, certainly like, part of the equation. It hasn't been what, what it maybe once was. There's not as much Memphis flavor. A little bit of a drain there. Um, I mean, that's 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 natural. Cyclical. It always goes back. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but there are some big time players coming up. Like you have Jay Nash. You have Curtis Gibbons. Um, you know, Arshon King. You have some other guys, and I know I'm forgetting. I'm not trying to do that intentionally. I know I have some parents reach out to me, but yeah, like there are some good ones coming up that in the class of 24. Keeper. His name's Keeper. You know about him? Uh-uh. Is it Keeper Jackson? I think he Keep, like that's a, a great C- name. CBHS or something, I think Keeper it is. Jackson? 2026. You don't know about him? Yeah. He's like six seven. Keeper. Keeper. K-E-E-P-E-R. It's there's, Jackson. There's a shooter, too. He's a stud. Cooper uh, Haynes, maybe? Is that his name? I can't remember. Yeah, I think he played in the for platform basketball in the, uh, the Mid-South basketball thing. I think, yeah. I think his name was yeah. on there. Yeah. Briarcrest? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there's there are some actually really interesting prospects coming up. 2024 is going to be the year. I just schooled you on Keeper. I can tell. Yeah, I have not seen him. I have not. I have not even heard about him yet. Will be a household until uh, until now. Will be a household. 2026. So that's, he's 2026. So what's he? An eighth grader? Uh, I thought I, th- I thought that doesn't that doesn't make freshman? him a freshman. Okay. Yeah, I think he's a freshman at CBHS. Okay, he's the next big thing. Pretty sure. Yeah, I met him over there at Frank's gym. He's, Legit. Big time prospect. He's already 6'7". Yeah. If he continues to grow, it's going to be like, holy moly. Right. Yeah. Keeper. 
Yeah. One, that's hard. That's a hard one to forget. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's the uh, that's the layout. That's the lay of the land for Memphis basketball recruiting. It, it's shifting. It's changing a little bit because I think people are around here so used to you know top fifteen, top twenty five, and then transfers. This class will have. I mean, twenty twenty two had no high school kids in it. None at all. Right. Twenty twenty three will have high school kids in it, and so now it's like okay. What will what 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 is the future sort of tell us? Like what we can sort of see the future. We can use okay, what's happened, and uh, and and the odds are long. But you know maybe maybe this is the class that that changes that. Maybe this is the class mm-hmm. where they they become the new foundation, the next wave, the next generation, and the and the, and they start that new chapter for Penny Hardaway. Anyway, that's uh, that uh, good research. There, so. Yeah, I thought it was like you know, hey, what's uh, what what could this be? What could this look like? Uh, all right, we will come back. Mark Gianna is going to join us at 125. We'll talk to him about Ryan Silverfield, about Memphis football, Grizzlies, and... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. So Derek Rose was making an appearance on a podcast. This isn't like uh, LeBron's show, right? This isn't the uh, what is that? The shop? Yeah, was it the, uh, dope? Aca- dope something? The dope academy? Something Everybody like has a podcast. The one that, he, that Derek is on the, on this one. Your neighbor has a podcast. It's actually really popular. Your neighbor does, right? Now you too have a podcast. My neighbor. You yourself have a well, podcast. Well, I have a podcast when it starts. So uh, it's coming. Everybody uh, that wants a podcast can indeed have one. And uh, Derek Rose was making an appearance on the Dope Academy. It was on Dope Academy. That's what I thought. Not sure. Do you know who, who that is? No. Like, it's okay. weird that it, that it's happening on this, which is something you never heard of. Figured it'd be with LeBron or something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Getting that 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 Cal story out of Derek Rose. Yeah. So so that is what happened. D Rose was making an appearance here, and uh, he's not somebody that typically waxes. He had that tweet storm many 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 years ago. I actually forgotten about that. Uh, where he, what was the context? I think Memphis Madness was happening, and he was just saying how much he woke oh, yeah, up yeah, and yeah. was thinking about Memphis. Okay, remember that? We appreciate Memphis it. Yep. And, yep. 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 Uh, so that's really one of the few times he has openly discussed the University of Memphis, um, and until now. Um, and it's a it's a brief clip. I don't want to sit here and act like he was writing a, um, you know, this is not the Odyssey, this is not Homer's Odyssey here. Okay. So I don't want to like oversell it. But he did talk about Memphis quite a bit, and he had some interesting, never before heard. That's the key details about his time at Memphis. 
Have a listen. Like Kyle had me like on like a like with tunnel vision. Like, hey, I hated him while I was there. Like, I used to come because, bro, he tricked my mom to even get me there. Like, told her like, hey, he's showing another facility. Hey, when he down there, he acting like he's gonna be a nice guy, and which all coaches do. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I get on, I get on the court. I ain't doing shit the right way. He threatened me out of all the people to kick me out the gym. Hey, if you doing this motherfucker, you gonna get out the gym? One more, one more mistake, Drake, get in. Dre, no knock on Dre, Dre, he been there like two or three years at the time, so he know the system already. Right. So he coming in doing everything exactly how Cal wanted to do it. Right. I'm sick. I'm calling my guy Dre, who I was telling you that I was taking care of. I'm Dre, bro. I'm finna leave this motherfucker. I don't fuck with Cal, bro. Yeah. Uh, he like, man, G, stick it through. I end up like... Yeah, to hear it, right? Yeah. I end up falling in love with like the team bro and like they took me as like little bro and um that year we ended up um, going all the way to the championship and ended up losing in the championship but like the memories i got from that um was like some I was priceless you know what i'm saying even though they like banned that shit, that's like everybody still knew what went on down there yeah. so there's derrick rose on well, we remember we remember the title game did you hear he, he it was almost like Y'all know we actually we 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 ran we made a run to the title game. Does he remember? Is the question? Well, that's why he probably talks about it. You know, so little. Right. It's almost like, yeah, we had a special year that year. You know what I'm saying? He might feel like he has to provide some context, but we know very well what you're talking about, Derek. Which is fair. You know, uh, I I do it like it's like it's what's what Brad always tells us, right? You have to uh, recycle because you can't just assume everybody knows that mm -hmm. Memphis lost in the 2008 national championship game with Mario Chalmers hitting the shot for the tie there in regulation. So he's just being a good broadcaster. He's just recycling. You know what I'm saying? Uh, which I think you could, as a broadcaster yourself, take some lessons out of. Yeah. Um, but it, but it, did, it did sort of, uh, you know, I, I guess it's new. I guess it's new information. That, that part in particular is new because it's him, right? It's the man acknowledging that I want to talk about something that meant something to me mm -hmm. that was taking away. But you all know we won that. Like him acknowledging that. That is a story. Well, the, the, yeah, I think the, the, the story there is, is it's, it's another illustration of, of John Calipari, the coach, really. That That's in there, too. That's the big part of it. He's a, he's a dick. He's not a good pl person to play basketball for until you oh, leave. Stop. Until you leave. Then well, you, you look back. It's like, that, it's like that teacher that was really hard on you, and you're like, man, I I'd hated you at the time, but now I see you wanted the best for me, mm -hmm. right? And so I appreciate now that I'm away from you, I appreciate you. Well, you see the genius of Cal in it. Yes. Like, of course you're going to be hardest on Derrick Rose, the guy who's got a shot to be a number one pick, because if you're hard on him, uh, act like you'll make him quit, right? Then, then everybody else in there, you're going to have their respect. And they needed to see that because they'd already been through the wars, right? So you're going to come in, bring in this big-time prospect, and show all the favoritism in the world to him? You, you're going to lose the guys that have been through the wars with you. Derek was that final piece, and to and, and and to mix it perfectly, you had to get on him to show the OGs. Uh, uh, you're not gonna come in here and mess this up, despite the fact that you're rated this and you're gonna end up going number one in the draft. So it it goes back to to the genius in terms of the way Cal coaches, the motivator he is. Like the other guys fall in line if they see you getting all over the guy that's gonna go number one in the draft. You know that that's why he's eating. Derrick Rose's lunch in terms of verbally and everything else, getting on him because it's, it's a point to prove, too, to the other guys. Jason, who is Dre? I know I should know that. Andre Allen. Andre Allen. Who okay. was clearly missed at the Final Four. Yeah, Remember, and it sounds like that relationship but, was tight. But you can hear, too, right, you can hear the ad, the admiration, too, the respect level of all those guys for Andre because Andre was still a heady point guard, made all the right plays, news cap, new Cal system. Yeah. You know, he, he was the guy. And uh, clearly, the, you know, when you've got that example in there, of a guy, as Derek said, that had already been in the system, he's doing everything right. It made it even easier for Cal to check Derek when he made those mistakes. I got the guy. I got the guy that wasn't ranked here doing it right. What you doing? Yeah. You know how are you gonna get in the NBA like that? So that whole story, like it, you know, it's what you expected though too. Like we'd long thought this. What he said about falling in love with the guys. You know, John's had Supreme Bay on and told you that. Like we we had to bring him out of his shell. We had to love on him. Right, we had to do it because because Cal's beating him down basically verbally, and and you hear it, you heard it confirmed with what Derek said. Just the fact, Brad, you you talked about what's the news. 
him talking about that year, how he felt about Cal- it's all news because he's never done it before. He's never exactly. opened up like exactly. this. Exactly, it was a wild that, That's thing, why yeah. you know, hearing it, it was it was fascinating. Tuned in. I, I wanted more. I the, wanted more about the year. I wanted more about how he felt through the year when it locked in for him. That's what that's what I came away wanting. The other thing is the way that he says it from a player's perspective when he says he lied to me to get me to Memphis. Like that's yeah, what he, did, it, that whole thing about. I was waiting on. He said he tricked my mom. Show yeah. her the facility, like on that one. Well, it's because like, he's being Mister Nice Guy, right? What, what, what are we talking about? You the facility it? was the one you played in. I mean, there was really no trickeration yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, and and that, you're going to show the parents the facilities. You probably that, showed him FedEx Forum and how beautiful, like you're playing there. Well, and no tricks. That, there. No tricks in that. Happened. That's yeah. where you're going to play at. He he's just saying he's really what he really means. is He said all nice coaches guy. do that: make promises, yeah. say things beforehand, they say you're going to be a nice guy, take care of me, and then you right. get there. But uh, to John's point, there was a reason for it. That's right. And I think Derek probably understands that. You get the sense he hates Cal now. That no. was the hate for Cal then. No, not right. That he was speaking on. That's right. No, yeah. I think there's a great deal of respect yeah, uh, because you've matured and you understand. Yeah, again, it's like, you know, th- there are some teachers, like I had a, uh, I had an algebra teacher when I was in middle school who was, I-, I thought, really tough and not helpful. And I'm not going to say any names, but I didn't appreciate her any more after I left her class than I did when I was in it. Okay? Because she wasn't helpful. I think that's the key sentence. So this is, that's not a happy ending. That's not what you're looking for. So there are those cases, but there are cases of being in a classroom where the teacher was like, you know, I felt like really riding me, really riding me. And then I saw, I had this great clarity, like you believed in my ability. You believed in me as a student. You thought I could give more and you were not going to settle for anything less. And as of now I'm going on to the world and I'm learning and I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting more experience. I now see what you were doing was in my best interest, even though in the moment it felt like you were targeting me and singling me out. Absolutely. I, I, I've been there. But I have also had experiences where I was no better for that experience. In fact, I still harbor that. This is Derek Rose and John Calipari and the 2008 National Runner-Ups, okay, and how they made it. Some greats made it work. Mm-hmm. You're talking about your damn algebra teacher that didn't like you and probably had reason not to like you. I don't think I disagree. And you try to compare the situations. I just, I, I, I just didn't buy any of that. I, 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 I didn't buy any of I that. I try to relate to the, you know, I try to relate these, these extraordinary athletes. Right. Who, who to not, something relatable, like you in algebra. 99.9% of our audience but you cannot, were a terrible math student. You were hard to work with, well, right? Haven't we established that? Well, if you really want to get into it. You've gotten better now, math man. But back then, you were not, right? And it was extra work for her to have to pull you, to drag you through that class. Well, if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty. She's tired. I was was placed in the pay setter program, which I did not want to be in. I did not want to be in the pay setter program, all right? So you were an angry child in the pay setter program already. You need to, pay setter was this weird in-between. Right, between you were a standard tweener. and optional, you were like Roddy. They're you like, were a we tweener. can't. We, we don't know what he you is. Out. Are you in? So the, we're going to put like him in G League two way contract. Put him it in is. It's like yeah, you're like you're a pace setter. We don't know if you should be. In. And I said, you know what? No, I'm gonna. I would rather you like, put me in standard than do this well, in between <laughs> crap. Okay, set and, the set the pace then, fool. I set the pace. I That's said, why I'm we put you down. with the pace setters. I'm gonna slow it down. I'm gonna go back to that man was in a group of pace setters. When I tell people that I was in standard at White Station, they honestly they cannot like, believe it. I know it's it's kind of sad. They like yeah they. they <laughs> it's like oh, well you really were you really did you really put some work but, but in. But it was still you? White no, Station not. High School though, bro. It was still the class of the city, regardless of whatever division you were in, optional standard, what have you. It was still the- see. I, I love that y'all changed it to standard because back in my day it was just optional and non-optional. You know what I'm saying? But we had to put a nice little soft word on it, standard, because back in my day you was just non-op. Well, non-op, and is- that sounds worse, doesn't it? Does it? There's optional and non-optional. I feel like standard basically means average. Oh, I think standard softens up that non-optional. Does a little it? Bit. Doesn't it? Doesn't it make it a little bit easier to yes, swallow? Because it's average. My standard. He's not non-optional. He's well, average. Well, non-optional is like exceptional. That's what that means. 
that's what that true let that's what that word really mm-hmm. means. If and non-optional meant you're saying standard. Not optional, but again, means, we changed. It feels like we changed the word. But there were because that was it sounds below standard. Well, so we bring it and but, we but, change but it to standard. Is not for, the for standard though. Optional but, is exceptional. It's but the we, exception. But then we got another group for the the folks that really have trouble with math. That's the pace setters no, that, that, not, that we've learned about today. I didn't know about the pace setters. The pace setters was a program that they. You said it's in between, but that's just what they told y'all. You know well, what I'm no, saying? No, that's not that what they you, told yeah, us, that's bro. What I they was told not you riding about. to school what, on a short bus, dude. Okay, it was not what they told us. It I was just what didn't they know did. about the pace setters. Everything you'd been through with them, you really have come a long way with your math. Yeah, with your arithmetic. But do, do, you, you, you don't put any of that on the teacher, though. You don't put any of that on the education. No. Okay. You, How you, dare you? They got enough on their plate as it is. So you don't. So when a basketball player doesn't work out at a at a specific university, that that falls all on the player. It's not about his instruction no, at it, all. It can be both, John. Yeah. But but our teachers are tired. They got a million a year. Well, this, you know this what I'm was saying? in 2006 when things were good. Before yeah. the, the pandemic. So everybody was fresh. No. They were still overworked and underpaid then, okay, too. But I'm, but I'm saying, though, like, I'm married to a teacher, right? And I and, I, and you're right. They are overworked and underpaid yeah. in all of these things. Yeah, bad days, and you're making it worse. No, I'm not making it worse. With your funky attitude and that little scraggle on well, your yeah, ears. I'm sure John's his attitude right? and his acceptance oh. and his body language. He just came in language. there ready to learn I'm sure every his day. body language was really ex- – What am I supposed to Because we know when John do. doesn't get his way how accepting and, and non-volatile ready, he is. ready, ma'am. We're ready. Yeah. We're locked in and ready to learn. Easy to so work yeah, with. Right. Eighth grade, okay? Eighth grade. That's not how anybody oh, was acting. Let, let, me, let me ask you a question to take it back to D. Rose and Cal. You talked to Earl Barron, mm-hmm. who got cursed up yeah. one side and down the other, I like to say, as a player. Yes. How does he feel about – is it the same deal where, okay, then, yeah, it's tough, yeah. but I appreciate it later on? You, you, you had a piece on Earl. Yeah, so Earl Barron is now coaching. Uh, he was, he's got a great story because he, uh, he was with the Pacers, left the Pacers – then got a quote unquote real job. He was working as a mortgage loan originator. Oh, uh, in in, I think he was there in Indiana. He was at like a mutual of Omaha or whatever. And this was when rates were at historic lows, right? So right, everybody yeah. was refinancing. It was like it was it was cash yeah. money, bro. Mm. And then that suddenly stopped, right? Rates went up, and uh, and he 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 didn't start until July of 2021. So uh, you know he was pretty new to the game. Once that stopped. He was part of. He got laid off. Wow. He got laid because there was no business. People stopped refinancing. Like, yo, I like my rate. I'm not. I'm chilling here. Yep. Uh, so after that, he goes into coaching, and and, and he's now at uh, a suburb of St. Louis. He's out, he's outside of St. Louis, and he's coaching there at a high school. I can't remember the name of it. Um, and I talked to him about it, and I and I did. I asked him about Memphis, and you know, looking back all these years, because because Earl was kind of the DJ Stephens before DJ Stephens. He was not. Uh, highly ranked. No, seven-foot high school tennis player. Yeah, like he Believe just, it or not. Yeah. Clarksdale, Mississippi, right? Or and, Mississippi, I don't know. And this is what Earl said about Memphis. He said, Memphis raised me. There's so much that happened in a matter of two or three years there that shaped who I became, uh, who just grinded, who was told no and cut, and who battled through injuries. I had to work hard and figure it out. I learned to never come to camp out of shape. I learned what it took being around pros to be the epitome of being a pro. It shaped me, the grit and grind. I really appreciate the city and university. I'm not the person I am had I gone to another school. I wouldn't change it for the world. Wow. But I'll tell you this. I would change my eighth grade algebra teacher for the world. I would change it. You I know, would change it immediately if I had a chance to go back because it's not – It's not. that is where I would draw the line. She's not retired. I don't want to – well, I don't know. I don't want to embarrass her family. But I will say – that was, you know, we could have done better than sit at the t- head of the class on the projector screen. Let, Let's do a little intrapersonal learning. This is not let the me place. let me take a stab at how you got the story with Earl Barron up close and personal. I'm going to just take a stab at this because I was reading his Wikipedia page. Clarksdale, Mississippi, is right. You know what he's an avid player of? John, John Martin. He's told us he's a poker player. Yes, I've actually. I've never met Earl. He was in the World Series of Poker in 2015. Yeah, I've never met Earl, but I do know of games that he has played in in the Memphis area. Um, but no, I actually just uh, I, uh, I reached out to to a couple people uh, outside the poker world because um, I, I saw. <laughs> but but yes, he is like the tall. He's the tallest poker player that's ever lived. I would lived. say he'd stand out at the table. Yeah. Uh, I, the 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 word I got about Earl Barron's poker games that he was pretty tight. He's a pretty tight player. Yeah. You know, which is it's it's that's that's the right way to play. So he got a ring with the Heat in two thousand six. Yeah. Yeah. No, he he had a real NBA career. I, I mean, mean, lasted a long time. Yeah. 
you know, as as sort of that you know reserve guy that yeah. back of the rotation, whatever it was. But he was in the league for a while. But uh, mutual of Omaha for eleven months. That was the company. Yes, yeah, where he was at. And now and he's in Wentzville, Missouri. Now he's in. That's exactly right. That is a, a very nice area. I asked him about. I asked him about you know Memphis and if, if he if he wanted to get back to Memphis and he said uh, he said he definitely would like to get back to Memphis. Okay. I mean I it, I'm sure Penny could find a spot for former time. I mean I know there are a lot you know because you got you got Earl you got Andre at Lane you got Antonio Anderson uh, Marcus Moody is coaching right. Yeah, I believe he is. Um, said has been. Um, no, Marcus at the grassroots, not yeah in high school. Sean Taggart's at Kyerville. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there are probably others around here that uh, Willie Kemp's at Lemoyne Owen. Um, that's right under Bonzi, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah that's forgot about that. Yeah, so uh, Madlock's at Alabama State. So you know, there's a lot of former Tigers who are out here doing the coaching thing. Um, and Earl is the is I mean, why Earl's a great coach, an idea of a coach, right? Because he he did it. Yeah, you to say big a man coach is what, what, I, way. what I would think. You know, He'd be a great were, big man coach. There's no shortcut to Earl Barron's career. He was in the NBA long enough. He's got all the secrets. Yeah. You know, saw it all, was coached. But I think um, I think that's what that clip from D. Rowe sort of illustrated is you kind of knew what Cal was all about. But it's but but Cal is also the guy who will text Antonio Burks twenty years later and say, Happy birthday. I mean, what? Right. It is random. Like that's crazy. Like to, that your your a that you remember his birthday is is unbelievable. Like that you would even maybe he got a text or whatever, but still mm-hmm. he still did it. He still felt the need. Like you don't owe those kids. That's why. Like I think I think about Kim Mulkey and what she said about Brittany Griner. Like she couldn't even spare a thought for Brittany Griner, who's in Russia. But John Calipari will text Antonio Burks yeah, twenty years know. later on his birthday. Some people just tell themselves, "Do the crime, do the time," and that should apply in all instances and mm-hmm. cases, so they don't have to talk about it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But yeah, you'd think the player played for you, you mm-hmm. cared about her at one point. You'd you'd say a little bit more, uh, mm-hmm. at least be a little bit less cold hearted. It sounds like. Well, yeah, I think we. I think during this segment we learned a lot. We learned a lot about how D Rose feels about Cal and sort of the, the relationship there, and I think we learned who on this show sets the pace. The pace setter program that you led, and then I got out, and then graduated out of. Congratulations, John. No, I did not graduate out of it. I, I I got my way, which was I wanted to I wanted to be a bad enough student to where I didn't have to go to optional and do the hard work. I want I want, I want to go back to standard, be that big fish, small pond. That's the idea. I've never seen somebody so happy to be a non-optional. It is. It, it was really a fun time. It was a good experience. It was shaped me. It's like Earl Barron in Memphis. It made me who I am. I would not change that for the world. You know, and but, I still had friends who were not optional, so I had the. But you had life figured out. Let's just do less work. Hundred percent. I don't want to be optional. That's right. I want to do less. That's exactly right. And this will be the new standard. <laughs> That's right. This will be. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.